0: You're listening to a Parents at Work employer podcast. I'm Emma Walsh, CEO of Parents at Work. In this episode, I interview Nikki Beaumont, founder and CEO of recruitment company Beaumont People, about their recent introduction of gender equal paid parental leave, which arguably has just catapulted them to be one of the most generous, progressive, and family friendly employers in Australia rivalling even the best policies in the country, usually reserved for tech and banking giants. Proving that small business can and is willing to support paying men and women parental leave and raises the question, why don't more employers offer paid parental leave? We know that more than 50% of organisations in Australia do not have an employer funded scheme. So take a listen to what makes this organisation one to watch when it comes to being one of the most sought-after places to work and raise a family. It's gender-neutral, generous, and it's flexible. Just about every single one that I called kind of went, are you nuts? You can't do that. You know, you can't offer paid parental leave. So Nikki, as we know, most small to medium-sized businesses shy away from any form parental leave support or policy because they believe it's too costly or frankly only necessary for larger organisations to implement. But when you decided to introduce your progressive parental leave policy six months ago, it was both groundbreaking and frankly extraordinary in that it's gender neutral, it's generous and it's flexible making Beaumont people one of the only employers in Australia to offer such a scheme, particularly given your size, which is why I really wanted to interview you today to find out not only what prompted you to do it, but how you did it. Um, Because I think there's lots of other um, businesses your size in particular that will be really inspired by your story. So let's start there. What did inspire you to introduce it and to take that bold step?
1: Uh, yeah, thanks, uh, Emma. Um, you know, I think um, we we tend to learn um, on the job sometimes, don't we? And, um, um, but, you know, being a parent myself, that's certainly taught me a lot of lessons. And in running a business that has, you know, quite a large female workforce – um and a lot of them working part-time and and sort of seeing quite a few of them go off on maternity leave and come back you know it's something to be honest I've wanted to do for a long time but you know pretty much as everybody else um I just didn't think that we could afford it to be honest that we were too small and we certainly just didn't have the fat and the cash to be able to afford it it wasn't that I didn't want to do it or that it wasn't relevant for us because absolutely I wholeheartedly believe that it is that we offer that but I honestly um, didn't do it sooner because um, I really didn't think that we could afford it Um, so the inspiration has been I do work with some amazing families um, amazing women who who have come back from maternity leave and work part-time and work flexibly as I do too Um, and so I certainly appreciate the importance of supporting um, these people, and like I've been able to support myself with the flexibility you know that I've had in my business. so they, they were the reasons why, and I honestly didn't think that I could afford it, but seems that I can so far.
0: <laughs> okay, so tell us about beaumont people. let let um, bring the listeners into the size of your organisation, what you do, uh, so we can understand, I guess what some of the implications might have been for you introducing this policy.
1: Uh yeah, okay, so Beaumont people um we'll be celebrating 18 years this year. Um we're a recruitment business um based in Sydney and in Byron Bay and we specialise in in your corporate, your white collar roles across a number of industries. We've got about 35 to 40 staff at any one time, um, and our workforce is mostly female. Um and not my design, um just how how it sort of turns out sometimes, but it is mostly female. And over the years, um, what we have learned is that, uh, you know, more and more people are requiring more flexibility, not just parents, um, but we, you know, we have a number of people requiring flexibility. Um, we've had a lot of people stay with us for a long time. We've actually got some great long service which is quite unusual in in the recruitment world so we've got a number of people with long service you know 8, 10, 12 years Um, and therefore we've had you know a number of people um, go off have families come back go off have more family come back Um, and you know what through experience um, you know like I said earlier we've you know we've really just found that um, giving those um, people the flexibility and the support. It's just, you know, it's just been brilliant. It's been brilliant to watch. It's been brilliant to support them. And and, and it's been really rewarding from my perspective um, to see how they have just thrived coming back into roles. They've looked forward to it. They've been proud to do it. And, you know, whether they've worked two days, three days, four days, full-time, part-time, whatever they've wanted or needed for their own, you know, personal circumstances, they've always come back and absolutely thrived. And they've appreciated it, you know. and I've heard the stories time and time again where people have come back to me and said, you know, I'm just so proud of, um, you know, the, the business that we have here and that I've had the ability to come back when I've wanted to come back and do the hours that have suited me as a family. And I hear... You know from some of the other parents that i've I've met you know through their mother's group that people just don't get that and and I think that's sad um and so you know that that spurs me on to want to do more of that and to do it even better and I think it's you know from hearing those stories that I've kind of appreciated the need for us to be as flexible as as we can in all sorts of things and and the more flexible we are and the more we work with people. Um, the more we've, you know, seen and proved that it actually can work, and it can work really, really well for everybody, um, and I love that. You know, I, I really do love that when I see that that works well for everybody, not just us, but for them and for their teams, and you know, yeah. that really
0: does inspire me. So take us through the policy itself, because as I said in the introduction, I think, you know, it's a generous policy, but what's groundbreaking about it is you've made that bold step to make it gender neutral. In other words, eliminating the need for a primary and secondary carer provisions. Um, you talk about having a largely female orientated workforce, but I do understand that there's men working there too. Yeah. Um, talk me through why you decided to do that? You know what was your thought process in in eliminating um, you know the primary secondary uh, definitions in in your policy and what you offer?
1: Yeah, um, look, look instead of in terms of I just focus on the gender neutral bit, um I didn't intend to do that well, you know, when I first started researching it, because you know when when i um I mean it's been on the cards for you know well over a year and a half. I just actually hadn't put my foot down and gone, right, I'm actually going to do this now until probably about a year ago. It took me quite a long time to do the research before I actually launched it. Um, So when I started doing the research, I I hadn't really thought about that. And it was really only through, you know, speaking to different companies, you know, I phoned lots of people and asked them what they were doing, particularly in the recruitment industry. Um, And, you know, I, I phoned Lots of other recruitment business owners, and just about every single one that I called kind of went, are you nuts? Um, You can't do that. You know, you can't offer paid parental leave, particularly in a business like yours where you've got, you know, that kind of age workforce and all those females, it'll make you bankrupt. Um, and you know, there's nothing that spurs me on than somebody saying I'm, I'm nuts for doing something or trying something. <laughs> I, I, quite, I quite like that. So, I and I, and I did hear you're nuts quite a few times actually, and probably nine times out of ten, if I'm honest. So, everybody that I called was kind of going, "Yeah, no, we don't do that. Oh, we do this. We do a bit of that, but no, we don't do anything." And I really couldn't find much in the recruitment space, and and I do like to do things differently and I do like to lead the charge in the recruitment space so you know I was certainly out there once I heard that to go well right that's it I'm definitely going to do it now I'll find a way to be able to afford to do this so um, <laughs> so there's that and, and I honestly had no intention for it to be gender neutral because I hadn't even to be honest really thought that through but as I as I started to do the research um, and a lot of it was online and a lot of it was speaking to people. I certainly wasn't finding people were doing gender neutral. But it was only when I started to think this primary, secondary carer. And and it just seemed so inflexible to me.
0: Um, yeah.
1: And, you know, look, I'll be honest. I um, come from a situation where I'm the working parent, the, you know, the income earner in our household. My managing director, she's the same. Um, you know, we've kind of both got the – we've both – both got the stay-at-home dads um, and you know I work in a business where I've got a whole heap of hugely successful women who um, you know could you know quite easily have their other half as the stay-at-home dads and and I've seen you know I've seen how wonderful it is for our family unit to, for my partner and you know other people within the business and people that I know for those dads to have that time at home with the kids and that relationship that they often miss out on. And it's not that they don't want it, it's just that they don't get the chance to do it. So it was kind mm-hmm. of all of those things that kind of came together for me. And 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 when it sort of came down to, you know, how do I how do I create and how do I write this? Um it just seemed obvious to me that it just had to be gender neutral. That it didn't just have to be that, you know, just because you were the the, the mum and the, the woman that had given birth to the baby, that you were the one that could have the time off, um, that it just seemed fair that the, you know, the guys in the business could do that too. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, let's be honest, um, I only have a smaller percentage of men in the business. So for me, at this stage in time, the risk of the cost getting out of control is less, you know, it is less, but there is also another element to that is that I, um, I actually really want to attract more men to work in my business. You know, I realize I am, um, underrepresented, um, something we've been working on for a while, uh, something I'm not doing very well at the moment because I don't have as the balance that I'd like. So, you know, th- there was an element of me sort of wanting to, um, do something a little bit different that would attract. More guys in mm. my business, more men to my business, and particularly men who were going, well, I'm going to have a family at some time soon, and that would be really nice. Thank you very much. You know, because because we do value the families so highly within our business. So you know, there, there was that there too. You know, I like to do the right thing by people, and I like things to be fair. Um, I don't tend to do it from a this is the business perspective. I tend to try and I tend to try and look at things from a whole. This perspective, you know, what what if I was uh, the employee? What if I was the the parent taking the time off? How would I feel? What would I want? So I, I do like to look at things from that perspective, um, mm-hmm. you know. So when I read about you know so many different policies where you only get this if you come back to work, I kind of went, well, because that's not really fair, is it? You know, because if you take time off and you go, actually. I want to take more time off. I don't want to come back to work yet, and I can stay off longer. I think people should be given the opportunity to, and I shouldn't go, oh, I'm not going to pay you your parental leave policy just because you're not coming back or coming back when I want you to come back. You know, you need to come back when you want to come back. And, you know, I do believe in um, in having a business where people choose come to work and they love to work Mm. Uh, I I want a business where people come to work and come to work in it because they love it because they want to not because they have to another thing that we included was um many of the policies that I researched was only available to Australian citizens Um, Mm. and I was kind of like well why you know why do you have to be an Australian citizen that doesn't make sense Um, surely you know, I've got a number of people who are on visas or permanent residents, or, you know, just because they've they've worked with me for three years and Australian citizens have worked with me for two years. Well, why do those people who are three years that are not citizens yet, as we know, it's not that easy to become a citizen that quickly, um, that I didn't I didn't believe that there was a rule that you had to be a citizen just to get the entitlement. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how I created the policy. Um there are other things in there, you know, on tenure. Um, we have done, ours as a little bit of a sliding scale on tenure, so you get more weeks if you've been with the business a little bit longer. And and really that was just so that I could be more generous, particularly with the people who've been in the business a longer time, who I kind of go, well, you know, we've had a massive amount of value from those people in return on investment over those years. That mm. gave me a way of rewarding them for that loyalty and that value over mm. those years so i included um things like that in there
0: can i ask what is what is your um top rate if you like amount of weeks leave that you pay um based on tenure
1: at 16 it's 16 weeks so it goes from 12 to 16 weeks that's available for everybody 16 weeks is over i think it's five years off the top of my head um, but then there's some additional. There's lots of other extra additional things where they can get extra weeks. So, if they have some personal leave um, outstanding, um, they can take five days fully paid personal leave within that maternity, um, within that parental leave time. So, other things that they can also do is um, there. We have a, a bonus and incentive scheme for some of the for all of the staff, but some of the staff actually in the business have um bonus schemes we give them the opportunity to bank bonus um so that they can take that while they're off so they can almost you know hold some money back going well while i'm off i'd rather sort of save that up and take that then so we, we've got that um and then another um, one was an extra five days fully paid while people are on leave to encourage them to keep connected to the business and come back and do small projects or take on a little bit of work that they could do from home or come and join us at a conference or an annual conference or some development days mm. or whatever it might be. So there are actually other various weeks and extras that can extend that leave beyond the 16 weeks um, that are available to them that we've written in there, which we just kind of you know, made up as we've gone along just to give people the the best opportunities for themselves, really.
0: Mm. And do people need to take the leave consecutively or is there ability to take the leave in a flexible um, arrangement? Yep, they can
1: take it as they want. Um, and their 16 weeks could even be split up and they take half of it over 16 weeks and half in another 16 weeks. You know, absolutely mm. flexible. Whether they Take it at the beginning, take it at the end, take it in the middle, don't mind, whatever works for them. Take it at the same time as they take the government if they get the government. Well, I'm absolutely flexible. And you know what? I mean, we've tried to write things in the policy to cover all bases so people go, OK, I understand the policy. I know I know what the guidelines are. But if anything comes up that's out of those guidelines, someone comes to me and goes, well, what about this? I'll go, OK, well, let's have a look at it. You know, let's see what we can do. Um, So, you know, even though we have to have a certain amount in the policy, there's still an opportunity for Lots of other flexibility. That's individual, you know. Everybody's an individual, so you know. Again, that just seems fair to me. If mm. you know, we give people the chance to to be as flexible as we possibly can with it.
0: Mm. it. It's extraordinary in that that most of the things that you've described just well certainly aren't available under the government paid parental leave scheme, but actually aren't available. You know, under many employers' schemes. So certainly, the gender-neutral piece we've we've covered off. The ability to, you know, take the leave when you like it, take it flexibly, take it together if you want to be at home at the same time as your partner. Um, obviously, the Australian citizenship rule requirement and and that um, added ten-year bonus, if you like, um, are all are all interesting factors. That, as you say, um, I think make it really compelling. What challenges did you experience in designing the policy and the approach that you've taken you you talked about obviously getting some initial uh, pushback advice from peers in your you know in your industry going don't do it it'll bankrupt you mm-hmm. um, but you obviously decided you know you were going to push on anyway were there any other challenges that you would I guess counsel any other businesses particularly more your size that might be concerned about introducing a policy like this. Um, when I spoke to you earlier, you did talk about the fact that you did some number crunching, for example, to check your thinking was right in terms of what it might actually cost your business. But, um, yeah, talk us through some of the challenges that um, as you designed it can you, across your desk that you had to work through. The biggest
1: challenge really in the beginning was um, was just Uh, knowing where to start you know I actually didn't really know where to start I didn't know where to get the information from I actually didn't know much about what other schemes there were I really just didn't know any of that so um and I didn't know where to go you know I didn't know where that information was available had I um known you then of course I would have come directly to you and said where do I where do I start what do I do um because I really had no idea um so you know that was just a case of me picking up the phone and you know doing what I do and going ah oh, who knows something and, and googling and getting there so so the challenge was not even knowing where to go um but I you know i worked that out along the way um and, and the number crunching thing once I'd got some information about the various schemes that were out there from from some small businesses to some big businesses etc and everything in between then for me it was it was a case of the number crunching because you know when I was doing all that research I I didn't even know whether it would be possible um and the natural way that I work is if I have a decision to make A lot of the decision will be with my heart, but but I also go to the numbers, you know. So my heart will be going, it's the right thing to do, but I am absolutely I'm a figures person. I see figures, I think in figures, you know. It's it's um, something that I'm good at and I love. So as soon as I actually started to crunch the numbers and do the figures, then it really started to get excited and come to life. Because, um, and you know, I wish I'd done that a couple of years ago. If only I'd actually had. The information and sat and done the numbers. I would have gone. Ah, oh, I, I can afford this. This this isn't out of out of bounds for us. We can do this. And and you know what? When I actually look back, I mean, one of the first things I did was go, "How many people have actually gone on parental leave in the business?" Um, over the last few years, so let's actually even just start with that. And even though you know I've got a predominantly female workforce, and I feel like I've had a lot of people come and go, come and go, come and go. And yes, I have. But actually, when I when I looked at how many, it was under ten percent of the workforce that were going on maternity leave or paternity, or you know, parental leave. It was under ten percent that were going, which was for us, you know, generally um, three, two to three people a year. So then the numbers really started to add up because I went, okay. so if this is how much it would cost per person and this is how many people it's likely to be from history, then I could work out how affordable it was. Um, And, you know, that's when it got really exciting because I could go, well, I actually can do this. Um you know I really can yeah. so they they were the challenges that that I mainly came up with i didn't have any pushback from um the executive team in the business um Nina Mapsenbone who's our managing director um was absolutely you know one hundred percent behind this and 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 felt very much the same as myself that this was something that we actually had to do, and we should have done a long time ago, and it was the right thing to do for us um so I certainly didn't have any pushback internally and nina and i actually kept it a secret in terms of what we were doing up until our annual company conference where we launched it um so so i i did all of the research and the figures run it by nina and um, we pretty much kept kept it a secret and and, uh, and launched it at the conference so nobody was expecting it coming um
0: Mm. well talk me through that you know because what difference do you believe it's made to your people your business and ultimately I guess your clients the message you're sending um yeah it um look you know well, when we launched it
1: it was huge um <laughs> I was crying so much I could hardly get my words out and it still makes me want to cry now even talking about it um yeah, it was everybody, everybody was crying. Um, I think because it was just, you know, it, I mean, it sent the message that we were really taking a stand. Um, mm. For parents and and for doing the right thing, you know. Um, and we've, we've always been extremely um, good at valuing the people in the business and, and working together and doing the right thing. We've always worked in that way and and been appreciated for it by everyone who's worked within the business but you know I think they understood and and had thought about it just as much as I had you know this isn't the kind of thing that a a small business does and to make it gender neutral and to have it so flexible you know um, is not necessarily the kind of thing that people do so you know it was certainly um, taken really, really well. Everybody loved it. And if, we'd had two days of conference and there was a lot of great stuff in that conference. But, it, you know, that was one of the last things that came out of it. And I think that's one of the things that people remember the most. So, you know, that's kind of how that went. Um, but I think, you know, the other thing is, is you know, as, you know, as recruitment specialists, you know, we sit in the middle of of candidates and clients and, and our, you know, we do play a a huge role in influencing um companies you know the companies that we work with particularly um in terms of policies and 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 you know what it takes to make a great place for people to work in you know it's it's a big part of what we do is we really want to work with other organizations that have that are great places to work that appreciate and value their people and do the right thing you know we know how much we value it ourselves and what we do and so when we place candidates in roles, we want to place them in good companies that they're gonna love working in. That that's all oh, that's what we're all about. You know, we we really thrive on that. And we don't want to place people in companies that don't value the people and are not great places to work. So so it connects well with us. And you know, when we when we do great things ourselves internally, then the team talk to their clients about the great things that that we do and when they're asking the clients about what they do you know they go oh well, this is what we do and this is how we find, mm-hmm. feel about it and it really inspires um the business yes. that we work with and we learn from them too you know we find out about things that they do and the team bring them back and go oh, you never guess what such and such is doing i go oh i love that i love that we can do that yes. you know so it kind of yeah. all goes round and round and round with each other but, um, but you know we do we, i think you know we've, we've got to be mindful that we do have a really important job there in in working with organisations and 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 um, inspiring and influencing them and it and 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 that can come you know right through all the people that work within the business. It doesn't just need to come from me or you know my managing director Nina. It comes from everybody you know, and, and yeah. that's that's a good thing. I like that.
0: It's walking the talk for sure. Tell me, um, why is it important? from your perspective, that employers embrace parental leave equality and and what do you think they can do to implement realistic parental leave policies in their own organisations?
1: Yeah, I mean, why is it important? I think it's um, kind of, it's it's just something that I think we really all just absolutely have to do. Um, And I think as more and more people do it, you know, if you don't find a way to do it then you're probably going to be well left behind because um you know the future of work uh, people requiring flexibility you know equality in the workplace is is absolutely yeah. progressing in the way that we're going so um if you really want to compete in the market for the best people you gonna have to have some pretty seriously good policies behind you and that's just one of them there are many many more absolutely many many more um and you know what you know people say to me often you know what is it that's made your business so successful and I go people it's my people nothing I've done particularly it's all it's my people that's what's made my business Mm -hmm. successful it's my people so um and if, you know, if you want to attract and retain the right people, as I said earlier, you know, we've got people in the business who've been with us for years and years. Our retention is absolutely incredible. Um, and if you want to retain people, you've got to have the policies that back it up and you've got to have the kind of environment that's right for the people that are working with you, that encourage them to come to you and encourage them to stay with you. And, you know, this is just one of them. There are many more other things that companies can do. Um, and i think that this is just one and it's essential uh, you know it's an essential one it it does kind of um you know it does make a stand for who you are and what you're about as well of how much you value your people doesn't it
0: yes i think it does and it, it is still um you know unfortunately parentally progress in australia in terms of breaking down barriers around you know gender discrimination in terms of how policies are put together still has a long way to go you know still there are lots of organizations that you know design their policies really to be taken specifically by women um, and you know have whether it's conscious or unconscious uh, language bias that really um, sends a message that really it's just for women and not for men which you know obviously continues to feed into this gender stereotype that we have around who cares for children. Um, and, you know, that's that's hard then for, you know, obviously the workplace and society really to be making sure that the best talent um, is utilised in, in our society really because if we, you know, pigeonhole people into either workforce roles or gender caring roles, um, then, you know, we're missing out um, as an economy but we're also missing out as individuals in being able to, you know, be that person we want to be in our family and be present and equally be able to show up and do that at work, as you say, in an environment where we feel that we're not compromised. Mm. And I think that is one of the, the key um, crunch moments that any employer has to face at some point you know are we allowing and facilitating people to actually thrive here bring their their whole self to work um and be able to manage their work and rest of their life you know environment in a way that um mm-hmm. yeah yeah means that they're satisfied and and come and come to work because they want to be there and i'm mm-hmm. just not sure that we've yet tackled that but Nikki you certainly are doing what you can in in your workplace and in Beaumont people to lead the way certainly around that parental leave policy so I want to thank you very much for your time and I'm sure uh, obviously having spoken to you about this this will inspire other um, particularly small to medium-sized enterprises to have a rethink on their parental leave policies and perhaps even come to you for inspiration on how they could be writing theirs. So, Nikki, thank you very much for joining me today. Well, thank
1: you, thank you. It's been it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Emma.